It's my girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good morning, happy Sunday, and Constance, it is the conclusion of your birth week. Happy birthday. <laughs> birth week never ends, babe. Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you. How does it feel to be in your mid-30s? I'm not in my mid-30s. <laughs> Can people 30? stop saying that? 35 is mid-30s. I'm 34. That's mid-30s, but congratulations. I'm a spring chook. You made Thank it. you very much. I made it. <laughs> I made it. So the focus for this show that we wanted to do this week, Con, because the world absolutely went into a spiral shock, disbelief, because Hollywood it couple, Anna Faris and Chris Pratt, they announced their split. I know. And I didn't know who either of them were, so I had to Google image it. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, it's a funny chick and the guy I don't know. Yeah, and but they're, <laughs> yeah. they're that Hollywood relatable couple. They've got a kid and everyone sort of felt like love is dead. So we wanted to just make this show about reconnection, um, positivity. And I love you. How we can get that spark back in yep. our in our lives, in our yep. in everything. So, And on that note, um, you've got a little story that you oh, want to yeah. share about your partner. Well, it's not even a funny one. It's quite a serious one, so oh, don't laugh. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, Sorry. Denim did bring something up the other day and it was a little bit kind of insulting and I know that he never wants to insult me, so oh, I can't that's wait. what made me realise that it was kind of true. But. Oh, I can't wait. And Con Tiffany Hall is coming in. She's the trainer. She's got the TIFXO Wellness Program uh, and she just had an article that came out where she's going to, she's shunning the post-pregnancy bounce back um, pressure. Oh, so, yeah, great. we're going to chat all we about that. And next, Con, we have sexologist... Dr. Yes. Nikki Goldstein. She's going to be talking about... We can't wait to talk to Nikki. Oh, all the loving. Can't all, wait. The, all the banging. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. Now, just a heads up, we are about to talk about some adult-only biz. So just a warning for little ears, because right now, Con, we're so excited because we have the very chic, it's the very the moment we've all been divine, waiting for, really. She's a sexologist, she's a relationship expert and author. She's got a new podcast, Sex and Life, on podcast1.com.au. Welcome, Dr. Nikki Goldstein. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be on this session. Oh, oh. we're so excited <laughs> to have you. So what we really want to get out of you for this particular moment is why do we lose interest? We're in a long-term relationship. Long-term relationship sex, Nikki. Why do we start repulsed, getting repulsed by each other? <laughs> well, I think it's not one easy thing. There are so, so many factors that contribute to this. And I feel like before we even get to looking at sexual boredom and, you know, being used to our partners and not putting effort into our relationships, first of all, it's our expectations of sex. And what we're brought up to believe is the norm and the expectations that women have on them and what even good sex is. You know, it frustrates me so much because when people start to lose it and they're trying to get it back, they're in the model of longer, harder, faster. Mm. Now, a lot of women will say to you, I don't want it longer, harder, faster. Mm. I want to feel connected with my partner. Mm. I want to feel bonded. Yes. I want to be touched. Yes, I want to be yes. kissed. And I assure you for the any men who are listening to this right now, if you do that to a woman, she will be putty in your hands if you know mm. how to touch her and caress her. So there is our first problem is that most people don't see that as good sex. They see multiple orgasms, harder sex, longer sex, which as a woman can be very overwhelming to our bodies as well. Actually, that can be, that sounds painful to me. <laughs> but it is. We need to put more priority into our sex lives, not because we're wanting to pleasure men, which I think is a big myth that's out there for women, but it's something nice for us. It makes us feel sexually desired. It makes us feel more confident, but it's also important for bonding. You know, even mm. if you've got a small window of time, you know, to feel connected and close and bonded with your partner mm. is such a strong thing. And if you think about that as being a key recipe for really getting that bliss in a relationship, then you would be turning off Netflix and chilling. I read somewhere that somebody said that 
Intimacy is the glue. So it's that one thing that makes your partner stand out in a crowd as the one that you're you're with. Whereas if you draw, lose all that intimacy, when you go out to a party, you could go home separately because, you know, you, you might take a cab, they might take the kids and whatever. But whereas if you're an intimate couple, there's always that glue between you that holds you together. And I loved that because I've been in relationships without the glue and relationships with the glue and I've noticed that difference, you know. This society that we live in that is nearly hypersexual these days, the focus is kinky. But in order to have great sex, you need to have that intimacy and that is part of the connection. But I feel Mm. like the intimacy also goes into the bedroom and outside of the bedroom. We need to be working on feeling intimate with our partner outside of the bedroom. If you're pissed off with them, you are not going to be wanting to have sex with Mm. them. That is exactly right. (laughs) Or if you resent them because they haven't helped you, then you just are not going to want to shag them or sleep with them. Sorry, Ellie. The (laughs) best foreplay is help her with the tissues. Mm. Just do something that goes, I give a damn about you and I'm focusing on you and I'm caring about you. And And I'm lightening your load. Yeah, you go, you know what? I'm going to help you out in return. And that was just a little bit of our chat with Nikki. So make sure you check out the full chat and get the full service of advice. Uh, Check out the Queen Sesh catch up. And we'll also be bringing her back just before the end of the show for Queen Vice. I can't wait. The the Queen Sesh. Now, Annalise, the other day I was, (laughs) you know how my house is psycho? Yes. And I stormed through the house trying to create peace Mm -hmm. and, you know, get things in a calming zone. And I had a flip-out day and I cracked it at everybody because, like, you know, it was just, can't find my shoes, can't brush my hair, crying, you know, lost my lunchbox, don't like my lunch. And, and you know, like my cousin mm. that lives with me, she was whinging, saying that the teenagers have flooded the bathroom and no one cares and the teenagers were up in the middle of the night drinking Milo and so I had no milk for the friggin' breakfast. And I was just going like psycho, like, what's wrong with everyone? Why mm. am I the only one with eyes all over the house? Mm-hmm. Can't anyone else have eyes all over the house? And then the day after I was lying in my bed, doing some work, pretending to work, Mm. and on my laptop. And Denzi turns to me and he goes, babe, I just want to know if you realise that you're actually the creator of the chaos. (gasps) And I was like, no, I'm the peacekeeper. And he was like, no, it's you. It stems from you. As a peacekeeper, I want you to know that you are creating all the vibe, all the intensity. And I was just like... It's true. The reason I wanted to bring this up with you, Annalise, is because Mm -hmm. once I went into psychology and she said to me, there's two types of people. There's self-aware people and Mm. there's not self-aware people. There's people who would take criticism and they will, like, roll with it and there's people that would just deflect blame. And I'm not that kind of person. So I thought about it and I was like, you know what, babe, you are right. And now I've realised I've been blogging for like two years about my chaotic people around me and (laughs) it's actually been me this whole time. My blog is a lie. I'm sorry, everybody. (laughs) My life is a lie. It's me. I freaking wind everybody up and I didn't even know it was true. I'm in shock. <laughs> so if if I really need something to get through to you, I'm going to go straight to your partner Denim because it seems to me because well you've been trying to say this to me for years. No, I just I can't <laughs> imagine anyone else on the in the universe telling you that and you accepting it because Denim doesn't have a, my partner Denim, my boyfriend Denim. Anyone out there that's not list, that is listening who doesn't know who my glorious tree hugging hippie boyfriend is <laughs> is Denim, and he never wants to hurt me and he's never yeah. smug. So when he says something that's sort of a little bit mean, that might be a bit hurtful, I've got to take it on board. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know how if you said it, I think you were just being smug and trying to make out like you were a better homemaker than me? (laughs) (laughs) What would I care if I'm a better homemaker than you? I don't know. Like, that's just what besties do. They compete. (laughs) I know I'm a better homemaker than (laughs) you. You're not as good a homemaker as you think you are. Up next, Tiffany Hall Con. Can't wait to chat to her. Got so many questions. I know. I wonder if Tiffany will look at my saggy boobs and tell me what to do about them. <laughs> I don't think she's got an answer for me for that. This is the Queen Sesh. On right now, we're very excited because we have the author, trainer. She's best known for her role as a trainer on The Biggest Loser. She's the founder of Tiff XO Wellness Program. Welcome to the Queen Sesh, Tiffany Hall. Hi, Tiff. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Uh, we, we're so excited to have you because we've actually been having some sort of fitness updates ourselves lately mm. yeah. um, mm-hmm. on the show. Um, not really successful ones. <laughs> but <laughs> I wouldn't call them okay. success. No. 
but mm-hmm. that's been light entertainment. So we are, we're going to grill your brain for some Fitspo advice as Please. well today, which we can't okay. wait for. But we've heard that you are pregnant. You're due in September. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. So pregnant. Thank you. Are you I hating your life month. yet? <laughs> uh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's okay. not even here yet. So you're not, yeah, but you're not, oh. you're not glowing and like, you know, oh, when you see those photos of those women, nah, not bonding well, with the I baby think, and just I taking some time out for yourself. Yeah, I you, think people lie. They all come up to you and go, you're glowing. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? No, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm sweating. Right yeah, the sweat. I've been, <laughs> I've been in and out of hospital with oh, all day no. sickness. And, oh, um, no. They give you some good drugs? And, no, yeah, but didn't Those help. wafers for helped. nausea. Oh, okay. Nothing I found the wafers helped. really helped. Uh, no, nah, pregnancy so sucks. Like, let's get it out there. There's nothing. <laughs> what to expect when you're pregnant? I should write the book. <laughs> you should. You should. Please should, help me. I've book, been yeah. looking for some real advice. And everyone's like, oh, just do a meditation with your oh, baby. Oh, please and don't like, meditate. Yeah. That's the most ridiculous advice I've ever heard. Eat as much as you want because you're going to breastfeed yeah. it off and you're going to put on weight anyways. May as well enjoy yourself. This is my I pregnancy have. advice for you, by the way. And um, yeah, good. Eat. That's an abuse. <laughs> everyone because it's everyone else's fault it's not yours you, sure and count is. down the days because you know I actually get yeah. on this natural high once I have a baby because I hate being pregnant so much so if you don't oh. like being pregnant you'll probably get on that like high of having the baby out and just being you again I reckon and I think once the placenta's out party's over party's I might over. have to you know yeah are you gonna but, eat it are you gonna eat your placenta oh no although I have heard there are health benefits I'd, and um Someone said to me they put it in a smoothie and they had it and I was like, no, I can't do it, guys. I can't. I can't even eat rare steak. I'm not eating my placenta. No. I could probably do the capsules. I could do the capsules. You know how they make it into capsules? I can take Okay, the capsule sounds fine, Anne, but guess what? You'll burp up placenta flavour. Anyway, let's not make this about placenta. You're an expert. We've got you here for a reason. So, Tip, I I read that you're going to just absolutely shun the body shamers. You're oh. not going to feel the pressure oh. to get back to your, you know, fitness trainer body straight after birth. What what no. brought that on? Well, I had been approached by a lot of magazines um, oh. to do a photo shoot within a dangerous period of like four or five weeks. And I was thinking to wow. myself, you know, your obstetrician, you do the check-in at six weeks mm. and then they say, oh, yeah. you know, maybe eight, 12 weeks. But I was like, that's just insane. And being a trainer, I look at these post-baby um, bodies in bikinis holding the baby like an accessory <gasps> and you're like, I know yeah. what that takes. That means restricted calories, which can affect your milk supply. It means training a lot away from your baby. It doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. I know what put into it and so I'm not going to sacrifice my first baby that sacred little newborn bubble I I just don't care and my whole thing is like I just have to I'm more worried about being a good parent first time around and figuring out I don't know how to make the baby sleep and how to look after my nipples that's actually the only thing that matters is how are you going to get more than two hours sleep you know that's it that's all that matters and the, the the body it'll come later and like you said you know, you can breastfeed the weight off. You can, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll come back to And your appetite completely changes. Yeah. Exactly. And also yep. my body may not be the same. Like yep. already I have triple, like I go up an, un, an underwear size every oh, yeah. week in my boobs and my butt. Yeah, it's I've, funny, isn't you know, it how your I'm, bum grows so much when you're pregnant? Oh, my hips, my God. Yeah. And I'm just like, look. I may I may be back teaching TIFXO and doing my program because I love exercise and it's fun for me and I love yeah. it. I'm passionate yeah. about helping women, but I may have a mum pouch for a bit. And if that's so, my members yeah. are mums too, and I'm sure they'll be like, "Okay, oh, sweetheart, that's all right." Yeah, like I'm not. They'll probably in a rush. like it more mm. to be trained yeah. by you with your mum pouch than you know because they're like, "Oh, sweet, I can let it all out." I was like, I am not going to say yes to any of this. So I said no to all these magazine stuff wow. and, you know, I'm I'm just going to be quiet and um, enjoy it. And I think, you know, I've had a lot of comments about how big my bump is, how big I look, how much, you know, and I just, oh, is there two in there? I'm like, no, mm. there's one baby mm. and it's actually regular size, bang on average size, had a scan yesterday and like, 
you know, I, I just think keep the comments to yourself. Yeah, I've bloomed in pregnancy. Big bum, <laughs> big boobs, huge bump. Beautiful. Um, but I'm like, I couldn't keep my toned arms. I couldn't. All of that has disappeared nah, with hormones nah. and yeah. morning sickness where I had to eat cheese and crackers. And oh, my God, I totally. I, I did the exact same <laughs> like, thing. I actually couldn't get out of bed unless somebody had delivered me some Vegemite yeah. toast because otherwise I'd be sick. Like I had to eat exactly. all day, little bits and all so day like, to stop me from getting sick. <laughs> I was just on carbs and I have been on carbs for like nine months. But like, what what are you meant to do if the, the thought of having protein or chicken or stringy or veggies, slimy yeah. veggies, oh I've my God. I'm with you. Yeah. Or salads, like salad just oh, made me yeah. want to spew. It felt like it was going to be more acid in my acidy I tummy know. and I just wanted carbs mm. and chocolate, like toast toasted sandwiches. Two-minute noodles. Yes, sausage rolls. Sausage rolls and tomato sauce. It tastes so good. And my husband's like, I don't You're know who you are. And I said... Honestly, it's, you know, I know that I'll get fit and I'll get healthy and I I will, I will. But why do I have to do it and do a bounce back photo shoot that make women feel horrible and it's unachievable and why do I have to do that? So, yeah, I'll be coming, I'll be exercising when my obstetrician says yes. But it'll be a bit of pelvic floor, low intensity, probably yeah. level one on my program, and yeah. then I'll build it up. And then even then, I think, you know, I will probably have some war wounds from birth and, yeah. and carrying this big baby. But I, I'm happy and very proud to wear them because I just think, yeah, yeah I'm so excited to be a mom. And yeah. all that stuff just doesn't matter anymore totally. to me, totally. you know? Isn't it lovely to have something that's more important than your weight? It's sort of very liberating. (laughs) And I just think, yeah, you're exactly right. And if you're going to stamp your self-worth on the number and, you know, that doesn't indicate how good a mum I'm going to be or how much I love my family or any of that. Um, And also we all know that you can be very fit and very healthy at a larger number than what, you know, People, yep. you know, there's skinny fat, there's unhealthy oh, yeah. people at a yeah. very low weight. So I just think forget the number and concentrate on how you feel. And if you feel great with your baby and your your mum tum, then celebrate yep. it. Yep. Well, we, now, Tim, talking that. about weight, can I just yes. ask you a quick question about my weight? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> and see, you're just coming. <laughs> no, sorry, Tiff. I know you've probably got things to do. But... <laughs> no, I don't. Please. <laughs> I love talking to you. I've had this problem where I lost my baby weight, you know, with the twins a little bit, took me a little bit longer than with the other ones. But then I just gained, like, I never lost all my weight. I never got down to the mm-hmm. level I was before I was pregnant with them, which was always, I've always been 57 kilos. So, oh, wow. yeah, wow. but I'm tiny. I'm, I'm short. very short. Mm-hmm. No one no one knows that. When they meet me, they go, oh, my God, you're tiny. She's a hobbit, So then after, after I had the twins, I got down to 60 kilos and whatever. And then I put on 10 kilos. <laughs> I don't know why or how. It just I've never been that way before just in my life. 10. I just yeah, I just must have done nothing but eat. Like it's it's do you know what? I hate to say this, but it's the minute that my blog went viral. It's like fame made me fat. And I don't and I don't know why and I don't know how. Yeah, and all I did was just sit there and eat as I watched the likes go up on my page and just shove oh food my in my gosh, mouth. You're funny. I know. So I've been trying so hard, so, so, so hard to just get back. Like if I was ten kilos fatter than my usual weight, I'd still be okay. So but I was ten mm-hmm. kilos fatter than my fat weight. So I was like, Okay, this is unhealthy and I carry it all right. on my belly and I know that means diabetes and I had a personal trainer yeah. like pinch all my fat and he was like, yeah, you're heading into diabetes territory. Oh, so I okay, was like, so okay. we need to help you. Yeah, and no, but I I started being, I've started really like mm-hmm. doing, I've lost three kilos now, Tiff. Like, good on you. Yeah, I'm feeling okay, really good about great. myself. So I'm getting back into, um, if I, another four kilos and I'll be back into a healthy weight range. Like I'll okay. be, you know, like, and so yeah. I'm feeling great. But it was Annalise last week that really gave me the kick up the bum when she said mm-hmm. to me, because I'd been going to the gym every day and I was just gaining more weight. And then she said to me, it's 70% diet. And then I realised that I was shoveling food in, you know, left, right, centre, crusts from Mm -hmm. the kids' food and, Mm -hmm. yeah, and carbs Mm -hmm. at night time. So I've been really, really strict. But what I'm finding is that it's left me. Now, there's three, even three kilos, right, just three. Mm -hmm. And I feel every, all these extra bits of skin because I've had twins Mm -hmm. and I've had four kids, you know. Yeah, of course. Also been, like, fat for a year now. And so, like... I've just, I feel like I've got these, my boobs the are starting to sag and this, yeah. What can you do about that? Is it everything that they uh, say, is it all a myth? Oh, there is? No, 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 there is. So what you want to be doing is going back, yes, you're right, 
Weight loss happens in the kitchen, so it's, it's, I reckon it's 90% wow. diet. 90%. Wow, Tiff. But the 10% of the exercise is incredibly crucial because that will boost your metabolism and that will mm. shape your body, right? But okay. in, in terms of shrinking your body, it happens in the kitchen. So make sure the diet's wow. on track and that yep. weight will fall off you. But with the skin um, stretching, what you need to be doing is some weights. So you don't have to be pumping uh, heavy iron, but okay. into integrating, if you're doing intervals, if you're doing some HIIT training, if you're doing a circuit, just making sure that you've got resistance in there because you build the lean muscle that yep. will make that skin sort of fill up and stretch over your body. But I'm not talking like looking like a bodybuilder, but yep. that tone yep. will yeah, actually, actually would make the like skin supple. Yeah, no, yeah. no, and bodybuilding is like a specific training program that we yeah. have to dedicate our lives <laughs> I don't, to. I don't but, run the risk to look to looking like a know, bodybuilder. Just, <laughs> if, if you were just doing some fun weights every day yes. um, with your trainer, then and also boxing and things like that that build muscle, lean muscle mass, that yes. will tighten the skin up because okay. um, you'll have That'll that beautiful muscle skin underneath. I yeah, thought that yeah. the skin was just there and it was just, you know. No, 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 no. You, okay. you, feel, you feel it with some nice, tight, lean muscle, some tone, and mm -hmm. the skin will be good. Um, and, but, you know, if, if you're looking, some people have a problem when they lose 50 kilos. Like one of my contestants on The Biggest Loser, I helped her to lose 64 kilos in a short amount of time, and she had a lot of excess skin. And in that sort of dramatic loss, 64 yep. kilos, yeah, 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 which is more, of the, more than your body weight, mm. then, yes, yeah, sometimes you do need to Not look at um, surgery or that. <laughs> but, you know, you know it's, yep. it's harder for people. But definitely where you're at and slow yep. and steady weight loss, and slow and slow and steady building that lean muscle, you will definitely fix that loose skin. Okay, now I'm I'm getting the signal that I got to wrap it up. But one more quick question, really quick. What's yeah. what's a good amount of weight to lose every week if you've got to lose ten kilos? Like one kilo, two kilos. What's a good? Yeah, half, one to two between half a kilo and yep. one kilo of fat. Okay. You don't want to be losing water. If you cut out carbs you're just going to be losing water. For every gram of carbohydrate, you store three grams of water. So you want to be losing. 500 Can grams per kilo of, of fat. Okay. Yeah, well, that'll flush you out. Yeah, drinking water is good. That's like diuretic, so it'll get rid of water weight. But you want to be losing fat, not yes. water. So, yes. um, yes. yeah, half a kilo to a kilo. Oh, Thank you so okay. much, Tiff. I could talk to you all day. Tiffany Paul, it's been such a pleasure to actually have Fitspo for our fit sesh. Yes. And I want to I want to see your post-baby body photos in the natural, beautiful form that they are. Oh, yeah, it will be pretty natural. <laughs> pretty natural. Pubes and all, Tiff. We, when we say yeah. natural, we mean natural. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. No filters, I promise. No filters. Tiffany Hall, thank you so much for coming on the Queen Session. We wish you Pleasure. all the best. The rest of your pregnancy and the birth of your barb, we can't wait thank to Thanks so you. much. Good luck, going. Tiff. Hopefully Thanks, we'll lovely again. ladies. Thanks. Bye, Bye. gorgeous. Queen this week, Con, a yes. man named Robbie Tripp announced that he loved his wife, Sarah, even though she's curvy. So he's done yep. this Instagram post and it was a, a picture of them on the beach. And he was I don't think he her. actually said the words, even though she's curvy. No, he didn't. He didn't say even. I've got a couple of the lines. It was a really long post. Mm. But the reason that we're chatting about it is because it sparked debate about feminism and body positivity and people yep. are accusing him of objectifying her. So, yeah. um, so this is this is what he said. A couple of highlights. As a teenager, I was often teased by my friends for my attraction to girls on the thicker side, uh, ones who are shorter, curvier. Um, you know, might refer to her as chubby or even fat. Then I became a man and started to educate myself on issues such as feminism and how media marginalises women. Blah 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 blah. For me, there's nothing sexier than this woman right here: thick thighs, big booty, cute little side roll, etc. Um, and he goes on to say she has beautiful stretch marks on her hips, cute little dimples on her booty. Girls, don't ever fool yourself by thinking you have to fit a certain mould to be loved. There is a guy out there who's going to celebrate you for exactly who you are, someone who will love you like I love my Sarah. What is wrong with that? I don't I'm know. so <laughs> sick of the world getting offended by everything. Oh, mm. my God. You know, I'm in a similar position because when I first got together with my boyfriend, I was the curviest woman he's ever been with. Really? 
Absolutely. And he didn't realise that he would be attracted to me. And we were friends for ages. Mm. And he didn't think that he would be attracted to me because I am constantly showing off my flab and my rolls and doing this sort of stuff. And he's never been with a woman that was curvy. And so we've had a little bit of, you know, like it was a progression. And now he frigging loves my body. Mm. But... I went through like a little stage of being insecure and blah, 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 blah. And he now like shouts it to me all the time. Like I taught him and showed him how sexy it is to not be a cert- only a, of a certain body type. And I think it's great that men are learning and changing and what they're finding sexy is growing and, and there's, you know, like differences rather than everything just being the one thing. So why have all these feminists gone, oh, he's saying like, I love her even though she's fat. He's not saying that. Mm. He's saying I love her and this is what I find sexy. I'm just so annoyed with the whole situation because where everybody goes, oh, give, give, you know, that stupid joke they say that goes, why did the male feminist walk into the bar? Because it was set so low. Yeah. So everybody goes, oh, it's so easy to be a male feminist. All you have to do is like something. And I get that. I really do. But why can't we give positive reinforcement? Why can't we give like positive encouragement? Go, hey, I love that. I think it's kind. It's fine. It's nice. Not everything has to be some angry feminist rant. I'm a massive feminist. All I ever do is talk about being a feminist. Everyone's sick of my feminist rants, but they're not angry. Mm. Why do we always have to be like, yeah, you should have said it this way. You should, we should be so grateful. I am grateful that there's a bloke who's prepared to say in public that he thinks his beautiful curvy wife is the sexiest thing on earth. Yeah, I, I personally would be really flattered. I, I would not be offended if my husband did that in a public setting. I would not be embarrassed in any Clarence way. is never going to do that, no. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, Clarence, maybe you should. Yeah, Clarence. You know, I, I, <laughs> birthday in October, babe. <laughs> I don't think that it's offensive. And I think it's sad that a man comes out and expresses his feelings and his love and Me he too. gets trolled by professionals who were supposed to be better educated than that who were supposed to have you know a really wicked opinion and we're supposed to read their articles and go yeah on the money but mm. i'm like actually just disappointed i'm i'm actually exhausted by it me too. I'm, I'm exhausted. exhausted. You're so right. I'm That's exhausted by people whinging. It's so tiring. Oh, my God. Even though same. we're whinging right now. <laughs> I'm whinging about the whinges and I'm exhausting myself. You're listening to <laughs> the Queen Sesh, the, the whinging sesh. That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. And the sesh is back on Constance Hall. She's a writer, blogger. <laughs> She's everything. She's, She's everything everywhere. More. She's everything you wanted her to be. <laughs> and I'm, I'm her best mate. We've been best friends since we were five years old, which is so special, and we absolutely love doing this show together. It has been Constance's birth week. This is the conclusion of birth week. <laughs> I was going to have a party, but then I remembered I only had one friend and she lives in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm going to do, we're actually going to do a special glory bowl today, Con. I'm going to talk about my favourite memory from one of your birthdays. It better not be the one I'm thinking. <laughs> I think it is. Um, so you have to have to hang around for that. Um, also, Con, our resident sexologist, Dr Nikki Goldstein's coming back yes. for Queen Vice. And the thing we're so excited about, the thing we're so passionate about from this week, Con... Penny Wong. Yep, she's coming now, to chat to us. Now, Annalise, if you don't mind, I'm just going to sit here and say nothing when Penny Wong comes in because I know I'm going to stuff this up. No, you've and got this. And it's going to go viral. No, no you've got I this. I don't. Con. I'm too nervous to talk to Penny Wong. I, know, I don't even like, know how to vote. Uber and she <laughs> can. She's so Uber. I can't oh. believe we got this interview. We're going to chat to her about marriage equality. Huge issue from this week that we're so passionate Huge about. Huge issue for me and Annalise because we spent our formative years with the gays, mm-hmm. loving the gay life, living the gay life. We didn't even venture out into back into hetero world until we were like 25 at least yeah. we, just did, we lived in a gay bubble that was divine yeah. we always had blow dries <laughs> <laughs> well you didn't really all right so okay. that's next con penny wong next on the queen sesh can't wait this is the queen sesh right now we are very excited because we have penny wong she's the labor senator for south australia she made headlines with her speech this week uh, against the same sex plebiscite vote Welcome to the Queen Sesh, Penny Wong. G'day, good to be with you. So, huge news this week. What are your thoughts? Well, it's kind of sad, actually, on the marriage equality issue because I reckon most people have just moved on. Um, I think most people just want to dealt with, want to vote in the parliament, want to move on with it, uh, particularly young people. They kind of, yeah. people always say to me, we, we don't, 
what's all the fuss about? And yeah, here we exactly are right. fighting and fighting and fighting in the parliament to have a vote. And we can't get a vote because the Liberal Party is sort of tearing itself apart over this and because some people don't believe in equality. And so here we have this massive, expensive, taxpayer-funded handball to a postal survey that isn't going to even be binding mm. because uh, Malcolm doesn't want to tell his people that, yeah, it's time we have a vote. So do you think that Malcolm actually wants marriage equality? Yeah, and that's what's in many ways the saddest uh, aspect of this, or one of the saddest aspects of it, is that he does support equality, marriage equality, yep. but he doesn't have the courage of his convictions. So he's more worried about keeping peace with some people in his party who are never going to compromise on this issue. I mean, they just don't actually believe that people who are gay and lesbian in this country should have the the right to marry the person they love. They don't believe that. No amount of discussion is ever going to change their minds. You've actually got to finally just make a call and say, let's have a free vote. So we're just basically waiting for them to die. (laughs) (laughs) Can we try and have a different strategy to that? (laughs) That might be a long, that's a long-term goal. It's kind of long and a bit morbid really, isn't it? (laughs) Well, I suppose the political answer is is I'd say we can either have a vote before the end of the year, free vote, you know, Malcolm could do that, or at the next election, you know, vote for us and we'll just do it. Yeah, and so with with the postal plebiscite, what what are the odds of it actually being successful? You know, it's 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 actually um, a pretty difficult thing to to judge, isn't it? Because yeah. we don't have these. I mean, this is it's actually kind of like a postal survey. Mm. It's not even run by the Australian Electoral Commission. It's run by the Australian Bureau of Statistics. It's uh, not compulsory. Uh, we don't, you know, there's no details other than it's going to cost 120 million. Dollars, that is of your money, girls. Just so you're clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to to have this um, survey, and it's actually not binding. So, whatever comes back, uh, you know, Corey Bernardi's never going to support marriage equality, uh, and I'm not ever going to vote against it. So, yeah, yeah it's a, a, a sort of, as I said, you know, just a massive, just waste of time and waste of money. Wow. And and what can we do? So the message is, if it does come out, we we do the vote. Like whatever we can do, we go to the post box and we send it back. Like that's the message, you know. Well, that- look, you know, if if we if we if it's if it's not stopped and if the Liberal Party aren't going to allow a vote and we have it, then yes, I suppose we've got to you know make sure we do our best to. Um, camp- get everyone to do. Yes, it. get everyone to do the right thing. Um, yeah, and look, that'll be a, a long process and I'm happy to come on your program again and talk about it. But, <laughs> yeah, you know. well, we, we're, just, we're not going to stop until this happens. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous in oh 2017 my God, you know what? that we're having I this was, conversation. I was actually in Ireland earlier this year and I was talking to some Irish chicks and I was like, I can't believe you guys don't have abortions. Like, I can't believe it's illegal to have an abortion here. That's so ridiculous. And, and they, they go, like, well, we can't believe you, you don't kidding? have marriage equality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like, are you kidding me? Your country doesn't even let gay people get married. And I was like, okay, good call. Okay. <laughs> I know, in Ireland. <laughs> oh. And look, well, and it, it means so much for you and your family as well, Penny. I mean, it's, it's so it's important for all our, all the families and and everyone moving forward. That's, it's just that's, important for everyone. That's right. I mean, I think you know, there's you know, and people always want to ask me about what am I going to do, which I always say I don't really think you to discuss marriage proposals on the radio. But, uh, <laughs> leaving me aside, I, I think it's it, it, it's it's an important thing to say to people, isn't it? Because what we're actually saying, if we achieve this. To, to, you know, gay and lesbian couples everywhere, but more more importantly in many ways to every LGBTI kid who's growing yeah. up and sort of struggling with who they are, we, we, we're, we're saying you belong. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're equal, yeah. you belong, yeah. and we exactly. respect who you are and we respect who you choose to be with. And yeah. that's a really important, powerful statement. Uh, and it's, it's a statement Absolutely. about our values and about, you know, including people. Yeah. yeah. And also a lot of children, like for some really bizarre reason, marriage is still really important to a lot of kids. I hear them talking about marriage all the time. Like, we're going to get married. Because they watch and, all those things, yeah, you know, about yeah. princes and princes. And so I think, like, so I've, I've got a few friends that are lesbian couples with kids and I think about them in school and like, they're all talking about how important marriage is. It's kind of unfair on those kids to know that their folks aren't allowed to get married here. Well, there's that. I, I think what I'm more... I'm, 
more worried about in the short term, though, is if we have this postal survey and the campaign, that we're going to see some really hateful things said, which yeah. I know children shouldn't have to be told or hear that their yeah. families aren't normal or that there's something wrong with them. And there's yeah, been absolutely. pretty horrible things said in the last couple of years, and it's just going to get worse. And that's one of the reasons why you know I didn't support this postal survey. Mm. Well, look, it's a, it's a testing time. We uh, we're not going to give up the good fight, and oh, good um, you. and you know, Penny, we're absolutely all about marriage equality for the Queen Sesh, and we'll just keep supporting that view Thank and, you and so much, keep Penny. spreading the word. You go, girls. Thank we you, will, Penny. <laughs> See you, Penny. Queen Sesh. One of our focuses of today, Con, we want to talk about relationships. Relationships, and, keeping you know, the spark. Yep, and, and keeping, keeping the connection. And yep. one of the things I did recently was I hosted a dinner party at my house and yep. it was like a full-blown competition. Have you heard of Come Dine With Me? The TV oh show. Oh, did you? I'm so yes. glad we don't live in the same state sometimes. <laughs> you are such a drainer. <laughs> I'm amazing. So it was this huge thing. My husband and I, we worked tirelessly. We had a theme. It was American. The food was American. We had cosmopolitans. We had um, decorations. Everyone was a dress-up theme. We prepped for 24 hours. Like, and Sounds it, like my idea of hell. I'm so happy that you found Clarence. You found a man <laughs> that would do things like this. I don't know any other man in, on this earth. Earth that would do that kind of crap with you. This is like if if our work paid us to do this, I would find a way to get out of it. But him and I love doing that stuff. And you know us before kids, we would yeah, do stuff tragic. like that all the tragic. time. Every couple that I'd pretend I didn't know. <laughs> like we were event central and entertainment and everything just had too much going on. And we both love doing that. And we haven't done anything like that since the birth of our second kid. Yeah. And we all Number know why. Number two always screws everything Ooh. up, doesn't it? <laughs> and it, it got me thinking as I was, you know, scrubbing wheat bix off the wall to try and make my house look like it didn't have kids occupying it. So often, you know, when we're chatting to our girlfriends, you know, people say, oh, I just, I miss doing stuff with my partner. So we threw it out on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh, and we said, what do you miss doing together with your partner since having kids? And the response was overwhelming. So many messages came through. Hannah, welcome to the Queen Sesh. What do you miss doing together with your partner? Just everything from like big things like going out to dinner and um, weekends away spontaneously. Oh, spontaneity um, is like gone once kids come. I'm a spontaneous kind of person. I like to go, well, let's go here. And you just can't. Um, you got to have it plan three weeks in advance and have sitters or family or whatever and even just yeah. small things like sitting on on the couch and watching a non-child appropriate movie on the weekend <laughs> during the day <laughs> during the day oh my god actually like reclaiming your right to television during the day and amber from queensland as well what about you what do you miss doing together with your partner since having kids um oh just going for a long drive wherever i kind of felt like it at the time without listening to play school music or kids screaming in the backseat. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Well, I actually have a rule in the car that is it's mum's turn. It's mum's time. I listen to music. I won't let them <laughs> won't let them put on anything, not music or watch a DVD or anything. They all just sit there like in silence because they're petrified that, you know, <laughs> mum's going to lose her crap completely. I actually like, I, I know this sounds weird, but I kind of meditate. Somebody said to me, you know, when you've got your music on and you're just focusing on the road, that's the time that your brain is quiet and that's the time that you're meditating. And I was like, oh, my God, that's true. I'm not a meditator. I can't meditate because my brain never shuts up. But, yes, yeah, so I, I, I actually really want to urge you to take on my rule and just say, it's mum's time in the car. Shut up. Mm. <laughs> I put down the windows and hope they fall asleep. I reckon as well, Con, because so many of the messages were about dinners out, going out together, and babysitters are so expensive. And I know I don't have family to look after my kids, so it makes it really expensive to go out. I reckon that we should get together with friends, form babysitting co-ops, where we all swap, and so Absolutely. it really it cuts hundreds you of dollars a out. Yeah, and it's, and it's not just like a five-hour babysitting job; it's like a full sleepover. <laughs> if I'm going out, I'm going out. You know, like yeah. let's be honest, I am, I am, I'm committed. Yeah. I reckon, mm. I reckon we take back our time. That's a village, Annalise. Yes. It takes a village. Let's, let's get that village working for us. Up next, Con, birthday glory bowl, my favourite memory from your birthday. I cannot wait. <laughs> I can. I'm, I'm cool. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. This week, Con, it has been your birth week. 
you birth turned week. I'm actually surprised there wasn't a present waiting for me when I came in today. I was thinking of all the different surprises that could have been waiting for me at the radio station and oh, no. they barely even let me in. So oh, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. No cup of tea, nothing. No, nothing. Um, so this week I thought we would go back into the glory bowl, which is the, you know, the, the depth of our glory days. So pre-kids, pre-life and the best time of our lives because we've known each other our whole lives. And um, because it's your birth week, I thought it would be fun to talk about my favourite birthday memory <laughs> of, of your Why? birthday. <laughs> Why? Wait till it's your birthday, Annalise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the little memory is weekend at Bernie's. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were. Because I, that was my 20th birthday. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was not in, in great form. It was a long, it was a many year ago and... Um, 14 years ago. Oh, you're so old. To the day, I know. <laughs> So, yeah, we'd sort of, you know, caught up after work. I think we were working together at the hair salon at that yeah, stage. Yeah, we were. We were working at Rakus. Oh, living our best <laughs> life, literally. You were an apprentice. I was the receptionist. And um, we had a great crew of people. And, you know, we just all were hanging out. And I guess you'd got a bit carried away with birthday festivities. <laughs> And a bit carried away. Maybe I, maybe I was enjoying myself a little yeah, bit too much. Just, bit, just got a bit carried away. But we didn't want the night to end. So um, a couple of our friends basically sort of propped you up and you were like Bernie. <laughs> like a broomstick. I was Bernie. <laughs> I was weekend of Bernie's. I was a corpse. So, yeah, Bernie is a corpse uh, from a movie that they drag around the beach pretending he's alive with sunglasses. Yeah, and, and like a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> That's pretty much what we had to do with you. And we yeah. propped you up like Bernie, they dragging you around to clubs, clubs. And the bouncers were like... They were like, know. everyone except her can come in. <laughs> and do you know what they ended up doing for me for my birthday? Because it's my birthday and I'm so special. Mm. They locked me in the car and went nightclubbing. Did we? And Yeah, you guys just left <laughs> me in the car. At the last nightclub that I got rejected from, you guys decided that you would just leave me in the car and go out and have a great night. And I woke up in the car. <laughs> And then oh, no. when I got home, you gave me my birthday present, which was a pack yeah. of like, you'd gone to like Priceline or something mm-hmm. and you'd got me like heel balm because I got dry feet the worst and like feet. Cetaphil because I get eczema if I mm. use normal soap and just all this really cute stuff that only a best friend knows that you need and that you can't afford because you're an apprentice. And so she gave it all to me and then in the morning she was like, do you remember anything from last night? And I was like, no. And, and Liz got this glee in her eyes and she was like, yes, I get to give you a present again. <laughs> and so she re-wrapped it and handed it to me again. So she got to cash in twice for the present. <laughs> oh, I know. It was a beautiful moment. And we even had, instead of a cake, um, we had, because we were poor, we had an apple and we stuck candles in it. Do you remember? <laughs> we sang Happy Birthday. I, do. I don't remember, but I've seen the photos. <laughs> I've, like, passed out next to an apple. Like, it doesn't get more plebe than that. <laughs> oh, it's the Queen Sesh with God's Sword, Annalise. And up next, it's Queen Vice with Queen Dr. Vice. Nikki Goldstein. Maybe we should ask her for life advice in general. <laughs> Life coach us, Nikki. <laughs> the, 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 the Queen Sesh. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise, and this is just another heads up because we're going to be talking about some adult-only stuff again. So another warning for little ears. <laughs> and Con, it is the coming end to our, the end of our yep. sesh. The end of our free reign of national radio on Sunday morning. We do like to finish each week on Queen Vice, which is advice for queens, and we hate giving advice. So we are so excited that we have an actual professional. We've got Dr. Nikki Goldstein. She's a sexologist, relationship expert and author. She's got a new podcast, Sex and Life. We have a question from an actual queen, Nikki, and we would like you to answer it because let's just be honest, Con, you and I are no experts on sex. I'm no sex expert. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so she said, and she wanted to remain anonymous. So she's a mother of two. She's been with her husband for 11 years. They don't sleep in the same bed because they both keep each other awake. And since they've had kids, they rarely have, you know, romantic time. There's been more times when it's more frequent, but usually it's every four months. That's the average. She's quite happy with that, but she knows it's not great in terms of keeping close and connected. But she's so tired at the end of the day. Um, How do I get in the mood at home when I'm just totally not into it? This is, first of all, so common. Oh, so relatable. And I feel like any woman that's listening to that that relates, it's okay, it's normal, and we just need to work out how we addressed this situation Mm. a little bit better. Now, I feel like the thing that really 
picks out there for me is she's really happy with once every four months. Mm. Now, if you're not happy with your sex life, then finding the motivation to put that effort in is going to be a real struggle. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of the journey starts with her first. What is it that you want from your sex life? You know, are you not happy in the bedroom? Have desires and things shifted and changed? And maybe you need to address that first to start tapping into what you want, what you desire, what you feel is going to connect you to your partner. Because there's no point in feeling like this is a chore or feeling like once every four months I can do it and that's fine. Mm. I like that she's recognizing that she needs to be doing something to bond her relationship. And I feel like sleeping in separate beds is a real difficult one. There's a lot of couples who do live their lives like this for whatever reason, but it does take away from the intimacy. There's a real intimacy when you wake up in the morning and you can have a snuggle and you can have skin on skin contact. So if you can't overcome what's going on in the bedroom, causing you to sleep in two separate beds, Mm. try and make sure that you compensate for that by being affectionate around the house, cooking breakfast together, you know, give or even jumping into bed in the morning. Mm. Exactly. Having a little snuggle with a cup of coffee in hand. But I feel like the real key here is tapping into her as to what her sexual desires are and what she wants out of sex. Challenging these ideas of a penetration-focused society and a procreation-focused society Mm. and looking at things like touch and intimacy and kissing and caressing. If she's able to get excited about the idea of that then everything else, putting the intimacy, the effort back into intimacy, having those snuggle times in the bedroom, finding times to be with her husband instead of chilling out on the couch will come so much more naturally if we turn around to say to her, say to her just put the effort in mm. because mm. you've got to have that spark and that motivation to put the effort in first. She needs to know she's going to get something out of it, really. She's it's something that's enjoyable for her. We're going to keep Nikki around for a special X-rated extra. Um, you can catch up Ooh. on The Queen <laughs> Sesh and please reach out to us anytime on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh. We love hearing from you. We love hearing your stories. Have a great week, guys. Thank you for listening, Queenies. This is the Queen Sesh. This is a special shout out to our pod queens. Thank you so much for being with us on this long journey. No, no music, no ads. It's very intimate. We appreciate you every week. Con's looking annoyed. <laughs> I'm like, get on with it. Let's talk to Nikki. <laughs> so we've, we've kept Nikki I'm done around. With you. We've kept Nikki around, um, and we've got another question that we wanted to keep just for our pod queens, which is a little more racy, and it's about orgasms. The female orgasm in particular, because mm-hmm. we've sort of we've sort of over overkilled the male orgasm, haven't <laughs> yeah. we? So it's about you know why why do we think men don't value the female orgasm? Often you hear the man finishes, the woman doesn't. Mm. What? Where is this disconnect? Well, she pretends to. Mm. <laughs> she fakes it. Okay, yep. so this is an interesting one because it stems back to religious views, okay? So we have this belief out there, and it, and it frustrates me when we're educating younger men about sex, that the male orgasm and ejaculating is the uttermost importance. I mean, let's just look at the fact that we have Viagra on the market that's pretty much government-funded, yet something like egg freezing is, really? is not. You know, we yeah, have wow. so much money and importance put into a male erection. Why is that? <laughs> right. you know, let's then have a look at why religiously they believed that we had sex. And it's this is the procreation model of sex, which can be really damaging towards a woman's um, pleasure. Mm. You know, yep. It was a male had to get an erection and ejaculate in order for a woman to get pregnant. Is there anywhere in that in that statement that needs a woman to have an orgasm. Now, there's some research that says that a woman having an orgasm can help the sperm travel up. I've heard that too. Hey, if you're trying to get pregnant, give it a go. Yeah. But just because we're, you know, these days we're having sex outside of procreation, why should our orgasm be any less of importance to a man? The procreation model of sex is, you know, maybe a little bit of foreplay if you're lucky, penis in, ejaculate, it's over. So what we really need to be teaching our men as well as women is that orgasms for a woman are just as important. Sex is not over when a man has an orgasm and ejaculates. And we also need to be teaching women to speak up for their own sexual pleasures. Mm. Don't just lie over and expect it all to be finished once he's done. Tell him, you know what, I'm not done. I haven't had an orgasm. 
let's engage in after play. <laughs> oh, I love that. Right? Yes. After play. <laughs> why can't a woman have some fun with, you know, if he's snoring his head off next to you, why can't a woman pull out some vibrators and some sex toys and explore having an orgasm that way? She could probably do it a lot easier than he can anyway. Or why, if he doesn't mm-hmm. fall asleep, maybe say to him, listen, let's engage in some after play just because you've finished hey, great, high five, we managed to get you off. But you know what? I'd still like to have an orgasm too. Yeah. See, I'm sexually very liberated, but I even think I'd find that a little bit embarrassing. To going, say after play? Yeah, or going like, I'm not done, so you, like, I'd feel like a sex slavery. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's done. He just wants to roll over and go to sleep and I'm kind of whipping him and going, no, finish me off, bitch. <laughs> it's, I think it's the way how you say it. Like, I think you've got to be really careful with the male ego. The oh, male yes. ego can be a dangerous thing. Oh my and- God, it's such a scary thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's scary, but it's also really crap when it comes to our sexual pleasure, what the male ego is getting up to. So, you know, this is where we need to be yeah, a little bit right, more clever. Right. And instead of going, hey, I haven't come yet. What are you doing? Get over here, boy. You know, you've got to be a little bit more like, you know, be a bit seductive with it. Have a bit of fun. Be like, you know what? That was fun. But you know what's even more fun? Finishing me off. You know, like. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki. <laughs> oh, I just got day. high. I know. <laughs> But it's it's your delivery and how you say it and think of it as a sexy suggestion and something Mm. that's going to excite you, not a rule and a law that you're giving to him and saying to him, and hey, Les, he he might be into the whole sex slavery thing and then by all means get out a whip and say, hey, boy, get over here. (laughs) But it's how But do you know how many times I've had an orgasm? Because my partner's like gone down on me or something for ages because I'm not, I'm hard work. But then he's expecting (laughs) like a high maintenance female. Yeah, but then he's then he goes to have sex with me, which I always do anyway. Mm. But it's sort of the same thing. Like I, I've just had an orgasm. I'd like to roll over and go to sleep, but I'm still going to have sex with you because I want to get you off. So that's pretty much what we're expecting men to. We, 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 we should be expecting men to do. It's the mm. it's the sexual consideration we have for each other. The only problem yeah. is we do need to, I think, work with this fact that many men like to will feel exhausted and like to sleep after they've ejaculated, and that is something yeah. biologically that their bodies are made to do. So yeah. that's why if a woman can have an orgasm first it's always better it's always actually yeah. better for us because yep. it's increasing the blood flow in the area it's increasing your chances of having another orgasm it's actually going to mm. make penetration wow. feel a lot more better because you're more sensitive you're more into him he's more into it you can see how that pattern starts going the struggle is after he's had an orgasm you might be dealing with a, a sleepy guy next to you so you know think about it that way and this is where as a woman you need to stand up for yourself and think you know what foreplay's not over yet hang on mm. keep yourself down there yeah. I've got a little mm. bit more to go and then we yep. can have sex. Oh, yep. I love this. Thank yes, I do too. Can I just ask to clarify for our listeners, yep. um, when you do say orgasm, are you referring to the vaginal or the clitoral? I classify them as both. So my theory is I actually think that the back of the clitoris and the G-spot are one organ that's connected and it's two okay. different ways that we can have an orgasm because it's very all small down there, right? There's not a lot mm. of space between these two things. Mm-hmm. What it is is a default mold. A lot of women find it's easier to have a clitoral uh, orgasm. It's on Mm -hmm. externally. We can use vibrators these days. We can see it with our fingers. People struggle to often have G-spot ones because the penis is not always shaped in the right direction and you're looking for the right angle that hits the spot. So Mm -hmm. 80% of women achieve orgasms through the clitoris. So you will always go to that as your way to have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that we are all capable of having both. So it's one orgasm. It's just experiencing it from two different ways. And they do feel differently, but I feel like that has more to do with where we are stimulating either the G-spot or the clitoris. If that, I feel like I need to get anatomy little oh, vagina yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need to one. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Nikki Goldstein. We will be bringing you back in for more Yay, sexology please. advice because we obviously need it, Con. And, oh, I yes. just love I could talk about this all day. But we've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and the podcast is finished. Thank you so much um, you for so listening. Much, and thank you, Nikki. Thank you for having me. Next time I want a penis crown. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Queen Sesh.